Amen. Uh, forgive me this morning. I have a message all typed out real nice and pretty right here on about 34 pages of, of notes. I wanted to speak to us this morning, especially in light of the fact that we were honoring the life givers, as Pastor Jason was saying earlier, the, the, the bringers of life. I wanted to share a word today about being a life giver and what we have to do and what we need to do to be a, a life giver in this world. I, I believe maybe the Lord just has that for another Sunday. Uh, I'm doing something this morning I've probably only done a couple of times um, in, in my entire ministry for that matter. But uh, it, it began just a couple of days ago when a particular text came to my mind and my heart. And I, this, this text is, is one I've preached from many times. In fact, I've probably preached the very message that I'm fixing to share to you without any notes or anything today. Uh, and I'll only be a few minutes, but I've really felt impressed, especially during our worship time this morning, that obviously this is where the Lord was taking us today. So I'm asking you, if you will, at this point, just to, just to have your heart and mind open. Don't listen to my words or, or maybe how, you know, uh, well I say what I'm about to say because I don't have it typed out and written out on a piece of paper. In fact, I didn't give any real thought to sharing this word today until just a few moments ago. So, so if you're a guest today, things are a little bit different than normal and difference okay. Difference all right. And um, so, Tommy, the scriptures you have are not the ones that I'll need this morning. If you will be uh, getting us uh, Jeremiah chapter 18, uh, Jeremiah the 18th chapter, while he's doing that, uh, while he's finding that text, let me just let me just say thank you to all of you who were able to uh, be here last Sunday night as we talked about uh, the plans for our expansion and what an exciting time this is. And uh, some really great things. Got a lot of positive feedback. We got some ideas and thoughts that we hadn't thought about yet. And that's one, one of the reasons why we did that. And uh, if you weren't able to make it and you just say, man, I want to know more about what we're doing and how we're doing it, just holler at me. Let me know. We'll, I'll get with you. I'll send one of our uh, building committee guys to talk to you and just share with you what all we're doing. And uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be uh, wonderful what all is going to happen right here on our campus. And it's not just so, it's not out of luxury. It's out of necessity. And uh, so that we can meet all the needs uh, of our congregation and all those that God is bringing uh, on this on this uh, property here. And so that we can uh, minister into everyone's lives uh, the way that I believe God wants us to do that. And a facility is part of that. And so we're not going to spend a ton of money, but we're going to spend enough money to meet the need. Uh, meanwhile, doing all the other things that we are led and called to do here. Um, and in case you noticed a while ago, I, I, I felt like one day we were going to turn into an owl-running church. I didn't realize it was going to start this morning, and I certainly didn't know that it was going to start with my son, uh, of all people. So uh, we had an escape artist out of the nursery this morning. Uh, he didn't just run the owls, he ran the platform. And I, I think he, uh, I think he... I think he landed right back there somewhere around Ray Ray or Ellis back there, uh, somewhere on, uh, face planted, I think, cause I heard him crying. So, but, uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm encouraging all of you to follow his lead today and, and, uh, and find an owl to run. Uh, again, uh, I apologize for the, the human side of this, the lack of preparation, if you will, but I do not apologize for delivering what I feel like God would have us to hear today. Jeremiah, the 18th chapter, and we'll begin with verse 1. It says, The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise, 
and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was, making something at the wheel. Any of y'all remember the old Joel Hemphill song, He's Still Working on Me to Make Me What I Ought to Be? It took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth, Jupiter and Mars. And I'm doing all this without notes too, right? <laughs> How loving and patient he must be. He's still working. Look at there. Y'all, man, y'all just know this stuff. Aren't you thankful that he's still working on us? There is no finished product in this room. None of us in this room, beginning with the guy standing in front of you, has it all together, has all the answers. I got issues and you got issues. We bring our baggage and we bring our issues here and we bring them to the Lord and we allow him to continue to work in us and on us. Verse 4, and the vessel that he made of clay, would you say of clay? It was marred. It was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make. I'd like to just take a few moments this morning and just kind of break this text down for a moment if you, if you'll allow me to do that. The first thing that we see is that yes, the potter, as, as Jeremiah makes his way to the potter's house and he sees the potter at work there. And I don't know if any of you have ever had the opportunity to go, uh, to an actual, an actual, uh, see a potter at work on, at the potter's wheel, but it is a, it is a beautiful thing to watch, to see that he'll just take this old, uh, nasty, lumpy, muddy, uh, pile of clay and he sits it on that wheel. And as he, and he's controlling the speed of the wheel with a pedal on, on the ground and, and, and he's, and he's sculpting that vessel and, and, and by one move and one spin after another, it, this, this old, ugly, uh, wet, muddy lump of clay begins to be molded into something so beautiful and something so, so gorgeous and something to put uh, on, on a shelf for display for all the world to say, to see a place, a thing of pride for the, for the potter, if you will, to say, look at, at my beautiful vessel, how I took something that was, that was broken. I took something that was, that was ugly. I took something that, that really to anyone else had no worth and no value. And now look at my prize. Look, look at what I have done in the life of this vessel. So he is always working on us. And I love that, that the, that the scripture says in the description that, that Jeremiah is giving here, it says, and the vessel that he made of clay, of clay. I hope and I pray today that every one of us have resigned to the fact that we've surrendered our lives as a life of clay. It says, God, because only with the clay, only with that, with that muddy mess can, can the potter really do anything with because, because it's pliable and it's, and, and, and it's not stuck in its way, so to speak. And it's just basically open and it's porous and it's saying, do in me, sculpt me, mold me the way, the only, the way that you can and the, the way that only you can, Lord. And, and, and so for us to come to the Lord as just a lump of clay, 
So many of us, it seems like we, we try to have it all together. Mary was, Mary was saying it this morning so beautifully. I've been guilty of it so many times as a minister, as a pastor. I've been guilty of trying to, trying to put the facade on and say, I, I, you know what? I, I, I'm kind of a little bit above. I kind of got it all together. And if I don't, I'm not, I'm going to fake it till I make it. I don't want anybody to see what's really going on in my life. And so I try to put up this shell sometimes. We're all guilty. We all do it. We want to put on our face. And one of the worst things that we can do sometimes is when we come into the house of the Lord to come with that. It's one thing when you're out in the workplace. It's one thing when you're having to deal with coworkers and employees and, and, and all of these types of things. It's another thing when you're having to deal with your, with your family and raising children and all that. You gotta, you gotta, gotta keep the face on. But when we come into the presence of God, that is the place where we lay all our arms down. That's the place where we bring all the masks off. That's the place where we put away all the facades and we say, God, just do in me what only you can do. I'm taking away all of my preconceived ideas as to how you work and when you're going to work and what it's going to look like. And God, you, I'm just surrendering my life. I'm surrendering the clay that I am to your hand and to your will. We must become clay in the hands of the potter. So if I have a point number one today, it's simply that we got to let down our guard. This is one of the reasons why we are so, uh, so being so strategic and building a foundation and, and we're being so intentional about what we are doing when we begin to launch life groups here at, here at Life Church because, because it's in those places, it's in those environments, in small settings. That's the church. What we do on Sunday mornings is it's just a wonderful time of celebration, the body coming together. But the truth is, is you can't be connected with five or six hundred people. You shouldn't be. We weren't made that way. That's not the church. The church are the people that I'm doing life with. The church are the people that I'm connected to in faith, my spiritual community. The church is the people that I know are undergirding me and praying with me. The church is the place where I can come and I can lay down all of my arms. I can I can just deliver all of my baggage and say, this is who I am and this is what's going on in my life and know that it's a safe place and there will be no judgment there. There will be no big eyes and little U's. There will be no one looking down a nose at the other, but just a place that is safe, a place that we can be clay, if you will. That's what God is calling us to do. We can't just become another religious organization, just another religious structure with a steeple and sing three hymns and hear a nice little 15-minute sermon and go to the house. We must be more than that. We must become the church. And the only way we can be the church to one another is to become clay. I stand before you today a lump of clay. I have stuff I battle in my life. I have issues I deal with. I have, I have days when I wake up and, 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 and I don't want to get out of the bed. I have, I have moments. I struggle with things in my life from time to time. I want to be open and honest about that. I want you to know that about me because I want you to feel safe to say that same thing happens in your life. And if you got it all together, praise God. But I know that there's going to come a day. There's going to come a time in every one of our lives when you'll wake up and you don't have it all together. And in that moment, you need a place and you need to know that God's not judging me, that he is with me and he's holding me and I'm just clay in his hands. And the vessel that he made of clay, listen to this, it was marred. Any marred folks in the house today? 
I, I would normally say I don't want to see a show of hands, but actually I want to see a show of hands this morning. How many marred folks are in the house today? I've got mistakes in my past. I have failures in my life. There's areas I don't have it all together. I am marred today. You are marred today. We've all got our, our stuff. So it's not just a lump of clay, but it's a lump of clay with issues. It's a lump of clay that's got, that's got all kinds of rocks and pebbles in it. it it's a lump of clay that, that, that doesn't look like it's got a lot of future to it because it's so marred and it's so ugly and it's so messed up. I'm not saying that about anybody in this room. I'm just saying that sometimes we get to that place where yes, we're a vessel, we are a vessel made of clay, but we're also marred. We're marred. We got scars. We got issues. We got stuff in our life that, that only the potter can work out when we surrender ourselves to his hand and to his will. So the clay, it was marred. In a few moments, because I'm not going to be long today, in a few moments, we're going to have an altar service. And actually, the plan today was not to have an altar service at all. It was just a challenge day. It was just a day to say, go out and be a life giver. We'll do that next Sunday. But today, we are going to have an altar day so that we can bring all of the marred issues in our lives and we can surrender them to the potter today. You can't fix it. I can't fix it. Truthfully, a counselor, a psychologist can't, psychiatrist can't fix it. Only God, only the potter. Now, he may use different avenues and different people and different sources to bring that healing. But only the potter can, can mend the broken places of our lives. And it begins with us surrendering our marred clay to him. It says the clay, it was marred. But I love the next prepositional phrase that comes right after that. This is what gives me the most comfort. This is what I hold on to every day. When I'm walking through life and, and I'm marred and, and, and I'm looking at this lump of clay that seems like it has no value and no purpose and no worth. When I'm looking at all the issues of my past and my failures and my mess ups, all the marred places of me. When I'm looking at all of that and, it, and sometimes it just does us good just to look at it a little bit. Don't live there. Don't focus on it. Don't let it become your identity. But it is important sometimes to look at where we came from, come from. Look and identify what it is we really believe about ourselves this is what I believe I may put up a good front but when it's just me and God and the mirror or the ceiling lying in bed this is what I see I see this lump of clay with no value precious in no one's eyes with all kinds of dysfunction with all kinds of marred places with bumps and bruises and problems Marred. But as I look at that, and as you look at that, as we begin to evaluate our lives, we begin to see all of the issues of our lives, it's important to not stop there. See, the, the, the story doesn't end right there with just introducing you to a lump of clay and just expressing to you that this clay is marred. There's a next phrase there. It's a prepositional phrase. And if it, it's real small, and if you read it real fast, you'll miss it. It says it was... Clay, it was a vessel of clay, and it was marred in the hand of the potter. See, 
Here's where we miss it sometimes. So many times we think because our life is messed up or because we got all this stress and all this worry and all these, all this drama is going on in our lives and, and we've messed up royally or whatever the case may be. We have this, we have this, uh, this wrong idea that somehow because I don't have all my stuff together, that somehow that puts me outside of the hand in the realm of God. When actu- in actuality, when I am marred the most is when his everlasting hand is holding me and keeping me and, and working in my life, even when I don't see it. So here's what's beautiful about this story. Even though I'm a lump of clay. Even though I feel like and seem like I'm worthless to nothing, uh, for nothing. Even though, even though I'm marred with all kinds of issues and problems that I may battle in my life, know this, I am still in His hand. And you are still in His hand. You can't escape the hand of God. I love how David said it. He said, even when I make my bed in hell, God, you are there. You never leave me. You never forsake me. You are always with me. You have a God. You have a potter in your life that is holding you today. It doesn't matter how you feel. I shared Sunday night, I mean, Wednesday night in our Bible study after CC shared a word. I shared a, I shared a little thought that I heard Bishop Joseph Garlington say years ago. Uh, he was married, they've been married 50 plus years, he and his wife, but he was, he was talking about when they first got married and he said that first night, our honeymoon night, he said, I woke up before she did the next morning. I'm just woke up and I'm just sitting there just looking at her, gazing at her while she's asleep. And then she finally wakes up and looks at me and says, what are you doing? She says, you know, I, I just don't feel married. And she said, well, you need to adjust your feelings to the facts. You know what we need to do? Sometimes we don't feel worthy. Sometimes we feel so distant from God. Sometimes we feel like he's nowhere around. But I want to remind everybody in this room, we need to adjust our feelings to the facts. He is always there and he is always working and you can't escape his hand. Oh, David said also in Psalm 23, he finished that whole beautiful passage off by saying, surely goodness and mercy, it follows me all the days of my life. I love that word picture. I love getting a picture of that. I think about, I think about sometimes whenever, whenever we feel like we're in a foot race and it seems like someone's always kind of, you ever been in that dream where you feel like you're running from something and something is steadily right there on you and it's trying to get you and it's just kind of nipping at your heels, if you will. I feel like that's a picture of God, even though he can overtake us at any point. He's he's always pursuing us. Sometimes we think we've messed up so bad that God is far away from us. It's in those moments that he is pursuing us. He's saying, stop my child, stop and accept and receive the love that I want to pour into your life. Yes, you might have messed up, but I'm not holding you accountable to that. I paid for that on the cross. I've washed your sins clean. I just want you to let me love you today. So his mercy and his goodness, it is pursuing us night and day. Night and day. I can't escape his hand. In the vessel that he made of clay, it was marred in the hand of the potter. You're not going to believe what I'm about to say, but I'm closing with this. This is the good news. This is the best part. We've seen how the potter works. You've seen it. If you've ever seen the natural, physical potter at work, the, the, the natural guy, you've seen what he does. He just takes that big old lump of mud and he throws it on the, on the wheel and he begins to spin the wheel. Sometimes he spins it a little slow. 
Because the vessel can only take so much. That clay can only handle so much sometimes. Aren't you thankful for that? You know, I've heard it said before that God will never put more on us than we're able to bear. Or I hear people say the Bible says that. The Bible doesn't say that. Don't ever say that. Don't ever tell somebody the Bible says God will never put more on you than you can bear. It's just not true. In fact, in fact, it's been my experience that there's been situations, things that's come my way in my life that absolutely was more than I could bear. And you know what? Thank God for it. Because when I finally came to the end of myself, when I came to the place that said, you know what, God? I can't do this anymore. It's not within my power to be able to handle this anymore. I can't bear this. And it's in that moment that I come in total surrender. Complete surrender. And that's when he says, okay, my child, that's just what I've been waiting for. I've been waiting for you to come to that place where all of your dependence was on me. And I thank God for the moments when it was more than I could bear. Because it was never more than he could bear. And when I looked to him, he bore my burdens. He carried the cross. And so the potter's at the wheel. Sometimes it's slow. And sometimes he's saying, you know what? I think they can handle a little bit more. This, is, this vessel is coming along, and you know what? I, I think I can put a little bit more speed on this thing. And you know what? I think, I, I think a beautiful engraving in this particular part of the vessel would be beautiful. I think I'm going to do this. But imagine you're the clay. <laughs> that sounds really good if you're the potter. That looks really good if the potter's making something for you to enjoy. Oh yes, I want this engraving here. And I want, I want this design here in the, in the vessel or in the pot. And, and, and that looks really good here. But what if you're the clay? <laughs> I, I, oh wait, that, 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 I'm, that's not comfortable for me. Uh, w- w- wait a minute, I didn't ask for that. Wait a minute, hold on. Wait, I thought you were going to just do, I thought you were just going to sit down at this wheel, Potter, and then all of a sudden, I was going to wake up and I was going to be this magnificent vessel sitting on your shelf. I didn't realize it was going to take all this stretching and moving and, 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 and working things in and out of my, I didn't know it was going to, I didn't know I signed up for all that. Am I talking to anybody today? Anybody hear what I'm saying today? I ain't mad at you, but I'm, I'm just passionate about it. God is still working on us. And sometimes he will stretch us. And here's the thing. The potter knows what the vessel can handle. Potter's not going to put that vessel in jeopardy. He's the master artist. And he is making something perfect and unique and beautiful. A prized possession. But guess what? It doesn't come. It doesn't happen easily. It comes through some pain. It comes through some stretching. It comes through working some stuff out of my life. Oh, wait a minute. Just about the time we thought this thing was finished, the, the potter felt a little pebble. Wait a minute. This vessel's not going to work if that pebble's in there. i got to work this thing out. But keep in mind, I still haven't left his hand. And he's still the one controlling the wheel. If you don't go away with anything else today, know this, that you're in his hand and you're on his speed. <laughs> there is nothing he's called unaware by. He sees you, his eye is on you, and it never leaves you. 
And so here's what he does, the good news. It says, so he made it again. You've got to hear this. Like, I mean, I, I want you to hear what's not being said here. He made it. One little word, one, one syllable, two letters. He made it. In other words, the same vessel. Here's what you and I may be guilty of at times with people in our lives. Even situations that we face in our lives. We curse moments that don't fit our mold. We curse seasons in our life. We curse people in our lives that don't fall into the, the place that we want them to. But I love how the potter doesn't do that. God doesn't do that. He works all things together for good. And so, so it says that the potter, he made it. In other words, the same vessel. In other words, he didn't take that clay since it was marred and messed up and it wasn't cooperating like it was supposed to. He didn't take it, put it aside and get a whole nother lump of clay and says, I'll just make another vessel. No, he made it again. And all things become new. Old things have passed away. And all things become new. If there's one thing that I stress anytime I'm doing any marriage counseling, it's this. I don't care how far you've gone. I don't care how bad the, the issue is or, or how much you've messed up or, or, or how much damage was done. There is nothing too great for our God. And he will take this marriage. So many people, when things get bad, they're ready to escape. I'll go find greener grass somewhere on the other side. Surely there's somebody out there that's going to love me better than this person did. I deserve more. I deserve better. But, but, but the potter says, I will take all of your issues and I'll take your stuff and I'm going to work this marriage out. Because I put you together. And what God has put together, let no man put asunder. And so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to work this marriage out. And he made it again. Aren't you glad he makes us again? And then he makes us again. And then he makes us again. And just about the time I think the vessel's finished and he's done the great work in my life. And wow, I can go, I can move mountains now. I can leap tall buildings with a single bound. All of a sudden I find another pebble and he says okay son let's go back to the wheel I know it's going to hurt a little bit but but I'm doing this for your good because when it's all said and done there's not going to be any pebbles left in here when it's all said and done you're going to be something I can put on a showcase and I can show you off to the world and it won't be you son that did it but all the glory will go to the potter and his handiwork in your life so he made it again I love this, into another vessel. This doesn't make sense. This kind of, this don't even really add up. How is it, how is it that I'm taking the same vessel and I take it and I make it again and now it's a whole nother vessel? That doesn't really make sense because if it's another vessel, that means it's got to be another lump of clay. But aren't you thankful that we serve a mighty God who he takes all of who we are, the good, the bad, the ugly, and he can make us again. And when he makes us again, we are another vessel. We're not even the same person anymore. It's not even the same marriage anymore. It's not even the same home or life anymore because he makes all things new. 
He took the clay that was marred in the hand of the potter and he made it the same pile of clay. He took it and made it again. And it was a whole new vessel. You know what I see when I look across this room? You know what I see when I look in the mirror now? I see a new vessel. Oh, I told you all my business a while ago. I told you all the issues I got in my life. I told you how I screw it up royally. And I just say screw it up in church. I did. But I I don't have notes, so forgive me. I mess it up sometimes. But guess what? When I look in the mirror, even in the middle of all my marred mess, I see a new vessel. Because it's all about him. It's not about me. It's not about my performance. It's not about how good I can be. It's not about my righteousness. My righteousness is like filthy rags in the sight of God. But he has made all things new. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a new thing. If you're sitting next to your spouse, look at them and say, you're my new thing. Would you stand with me across this room? I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to just have a time of worship this morning. We're just going to take a moment today and we're just going to sing praises to the Lord just for a moment. And as we do this today, as we do this this morning, I'm opening this altar up. If the Lord has spoken to you, if there's been anything in this word today that has spoken to you, if God has somehow used these feeble, this feeble lips of clay and this, 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 stuttering, no organization word this morning, if God has used that to speak something into your life. Maybe you've walked in here today and you're marred. Maybe you've walked in here today and you're beating yourself up over the past or some failure in your life. Maybe you're here today and your marriage just feels like it's falling apart and it's crumbling at the seam. I'm going to tell you today, God is the restorer of all things. Let's just surrender ourselves back into the potter's wheel and say, God, do in me what only you can do. Perfect me. Make me again into another vessel. Renew my mind. Maybe you're perplexed with worry and fear and stress. And that's not the mind that God gave you. He says, I've not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And it's time to walk out of this house today with a sound mind, with love and peace and joy in your heart. Because you've carried that other business way too long. And it was never God's intention for you to have to carry that. It was never God's intention for you to have one uh, one uh, sleepless night worrying over tomorrow. and What's going to come? Where's my provision coming from? What's going to happen with my future? God has you in the palm of his hand. You're in the hand of the potter today. You can't escape it. You can't get away from it. You may go to some churches and they'll preach to you that you're in the hand of an angry God. I'm here today to tell you you're in the hand of a loving potter who just wants to sculpt you and make you new all over again in Jesus name. Father, we thank you for your word today, God. I thank you that it is living and it is everlasting. It applies to us today just as it did thousands of years ago, Lord. I thank you today, God, for a living word. Bless us today, God. Work in our lives. Work in our hearts. For each person, God, that that bends a knee toward you today, God, that just acknowledges, Lord, that I'm coming into your presence. God, I'm coming into your hand today and I'm, I'm acknowledging the fact that you've never left me and that you've never forsaken me. God, I pray, I pray that today you will over shadow them with your peace, with your presence. Let them sense and feel. Let us all sense and feel and know, God, that you are working all things together for good in our lives. Bring restoration today, I pray, Lord. 
heal broken relationships and marriages today, God. Do the work that only you can do. And we give you thanks for it in Jesus' name. If that's you today, I invite you to come. As we worship, come today and just bend a knee. Come and have your moment in the presence of the Lord today. In Jesus' name. Beautiful Lord, wonderful Savior, I know for sure, all of my days are held in your hand, crafted into your perfect plan, you gently call.
presence of God. Because see, here's the thing. This is a great church. You're a great people. We do a pretty cool thing here on Sunday mornings right here in the middle of Winsboro. It's pretty cool. But I want to tell you something. We can have all the best music in the world, the most talented singers and worship leaders. You could have a whole lot better speaker, but you have a speaker on Sunday morning. Most of the time, it's a a word from the Lord. All the time, I hope, it's a word from the Lord. But I want to tell you what our prayer is. It's not God help us to do what we're supposed to do today, although that's a prayer. But at the end of the day, God, if someone can just have a moment in your presence. So everything that we do, whether it's worshiping and leading and and preparing worship music and songs, whether it's a word that I feel like God is inspiring for me to share with the family of, of Life Church, everything that we do, it is just to create and provide an environment. That's all. Just to kind of be the bed for God, the potter, to do what only He can do. And what He can do in an instant in our lives. While you stand where you're standing right now. Not because of anything I've said or done. Not because of any song that's saying. But the, the holy, the holy God that you serve just comes and He meets you right where you are. And He brings healing. And He brings comfort. And he brings deliverance. And he brings wholeness where there's brokenness. And he does what only he can do. So that's our prayer. So know this, when you come in here on a Sunday morning and you make your way in here about 10 or 10.30 on Sunday morning, know that that's what's been prayed over you. That's what's been prayed over this house. Not God help us to be the best we can be. We want to do that, but, but at the end of the day, it's not about what anybody does, preaches, sings, or anything. It's all about what we're leaning on and depending on the potter to do in every one of our lives because he makes all things new. He made it again into another vessel. Amen. Before you walk out of here in just a moment, in fact, I want our band just to crank up here in a second, if you don't mind. Just crank us out of here in a minute, in a minute. Let me make a, let me make a couple of quick announcements. Number one, for all of our volunteers, our children's, Kids life, student life, nursery volunteers, and your families. Please, as soon as we make say a dismissal prayer or say goodbye, make your way on out to the youth building and the other building. And uh, we got a we got a lunch prepared for you today. We want you to come and relax. And then to all of our men in this room, two weeks from this evening, March the twenty fourth, two weeks from tonight. We're going to have a ribeye cooking around here for all the guys. The women get together about once a quarter and do their thing. We're going to do our thing that night. We're throwing some big old fat juicy ribeyes on the grill. We want you to be there. I think there's a sign-up sheet in the foyer. We want to know who's going to be there because we don't want to spend $20 on a steak for you if you ain't going to show up, okay? So we want we want to know you're going to be there. So I think there's a sign-up sheet in the foyer. Make sure you do that. God bless you. Go in his grace. Go in his peace. Go in his love this week. In Jesus' name.